Now let's look at verse 2. Verse 2 and 3 are knitted together. And here are how they knitted together. And I put a subheading here and it's for our neighbor's sake. And I think it, you know, it's important to understand why we're doing what we're doing. All of this burden bearing and forbearing that we're doing, it's for our neighbor's sake. Let's look at the verse 2 of Romans 15. It says, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. I'm so thankful. Before I expound on this verse, I want to say I'm so thankful for those that considered me as a young Christian coming up and still coming up daily. Those that still up to this day consider me and consider my edification in their actions and in their deeds. You know, that's truly being neighborly because we are responsible one for another. I, I, I didn't come to preach, but I got to tell you, we are responsible one for another. It's a marriage in this body that is the body of Christ. We are cells knitted together. We may be separated by congregations and denominations, but in God's eyes, all of those things don't exist. They only exist in our reality. But we are responsible one for another. And my growth is hinged to you. And in some ways, your growth is hinged to me. It, 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 it depends truly on where we are. Whether I'm the weak and you're the strong or you're the strong and I'm the weak. We all play a role in our edification. Someone played a role is playing a role and is going to play a role in my edification and I thank God for them because we don't grow on our own there is somebody that God places around you that is helping to pour into you that is that is living the life so that you can see what it is to be saved there I go again sorry <laughs> um, I, I, I like the way Paul the Apostle puts it. Follow me as I follow Christ. We know that our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ is the great example. But I'm so thankful that he has left us with, with examples of our peers that we can follow as they follow him. And, and the term is exactly how we state as he states it. Because when they stop following him, which is Christ... We have to stop following them. But we've got to, <coughs> excuse me, know them that labor among us and know their worth. They're, they're valuable because they help to show us and point us to God. So when the, when, when the Apostle Paul says this to the Romans, I can truly identify let every one of us please his neighbor for his good edification. Uh, we, we thank God we're after we're, we're, we're all trying to grow, we're all trying to come up. But we've got to understand in the midst of us coming up, God is so awesome. Others are feeding off of our lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're coming up likewise. They're advancing likewise. They're being edified because of what God is doing. 
in the midst of us. So you may not have any direct contact per se, but God is still using your life. And oftentimes he will ask us to be that conduit, to be that vessel, to help your brother and your sister. And we should see it as commonplace. If we can relate to the natural family and how the, the big brother or the big sister looks out for the younger one, we must be able to see how this relates to us. <coughs> Sorry, it's a bit dry. We must see how, how we have a part to play in the raising of our brothers and sisters. But verse 3 takes it to the utmost. Listen to verse 3. It says, For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach you fell on me. And you know, I think so much, and I find myself, even in dealing with the issue of hurt, as taboo as it is in the church world, we tend not to want to touch it. But when I look at the ministry of our Lord and Savior, he came in a time when the Sahedrin and the leaders of the church, where they were fleecing, per se, the body, God's people. They were doing what they wanted to do with them, with their traditions. And they were preaching their traditions wholeheartedly. They had no problem. And the people were under that burden. But when the Lord came, he could have said, you know what? Well, uh, they're under that burden. He could have ostracized his people and said, well, y'all are under that burden. I'm not. I choose not to follow them because they're hypocrites. But you know what our Lord did? He took that burden on. He became their burden bearer. Hence our burden bearer. Because he saw that his people were being mistreated. And he made it about their liberty. So he being the living word. We introduced again. To those leaders and his people. The living word. And it cut and, and I believe that the leaders were upset many days. That's why they killed him. We know that it was appointed that he would die for the sins of the world. We know that. But I believe that process of him coming and uprooting all of their traditions and reinstituting the word of God as the true foundation by which a man should live. It didn't just make followers. It made enemies. And I believe that as we consider what the Lord did, we've got to be on the offensive and the defensive for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because I, I understand it this way. If there is, if the world has an issue with the church, they're not going to say, oh, it's those people from down the road on the west or those believers from down the road on the east, or those believers from up north, or those believers from out, up south, they're going to say they have a problem with the church. They're going to just give us one general name. And guess what? Even if we don't think that our brothers and sisters' infirmities are ours, we will have to take the blame for their shortcomings anyhow, because we will be generalized. So sometimes we allow 
the things that separate us, namely denominational barriers, traditional barriers, the things that men have enacted for whatever reason they exist, we allow them to, to cause us to miss out on what the Apostle Paul is talking about here in Romans 15 verses 1 to 3. We have a responsibility to bear the burdens, those of us that are strong, of those that are weak. And God is going to hold us accountable. Everything attached to us or everything that we are expecting from God, I believe that this is the fine print to it. You know, there's a saying here in the Bahamas, God don't bless mess. And maybe a worldly saying or a saying all over the world, but I know here in the Bahamas we say that. God doesn't bless mess. God is not going to overlook the fact that we neglect our brothers and our sisters and their suffering. He's not going to overlook that and bless us. He's not going to overlook sin and bless us. We've got to get these parameters straight because after all, our allegiance is first and foremost to God and we show that love. We show that love for God in how we treat our brothers and sisters. This is how the Lord said that they would know we are his disciples if we have love one for another. So I'm I'm urging you, even as I wrap this up, please, we've got a responsibility to one another. Until the and until the Lord puts in his his appearance, we have got to be our brothers and sisters keeper and thereby we do this we fulfill this ministry by being burden bearers blessings on you greetings greetings you have been listening to season three of the soul place podcast with yours truly, Derek Ingham Jr. Blessings on you.